0: All right, I'll make this quick so I don't cough anymore into it. And you'll hear throughout the episode since this was only uh, taped yesterday. I cough quite a bit. Um, I'm feeling a little better. Don't worry. I don't have, you know, cancer like the bright side of this episode, guys. I just smoke too much weed. So, yeah, don't feel bad for me for this, at least. But, yeah, enjoy my guest Ryan Talmo's story on the bright side of cancer. Like Mrs. Brightside? Well, the PodCoin app pays you to listen to this podcast and every podcast. It's the podcast player that pays. Yes, that's very difficult to say. Just get the PodCoin app on iPhone or Android. It's free and super easy to use. You can use the PodCoin you earn to claim gift cards and donate to charity. It literally is amazing. It turns your podcast listening into charity, or if you like, just get some Amazon or Starbucks gift cards. I don't judge. I use the PodCoin app to do all my podcast listening now, and I love it. Go get it on the App Store or Google Play today. Seriously, just get the PodCoin app and use invite code BRIGHTSIDE. You'll get 300 PodCoins just for signing up if you use my code. That's 300 PodCoins just for signing up if you use promo code BRIGHTSIDE. Go give the PodCoin app a try today. Be that boo, it's Mrs. Brightside. Uh, Open up the curtains, look outside. What's outside? It's Mrs. Brightside. You're listening to Mrs. Brightside, where the glass is always half full. It's your CBT on CBD. And yeah, that's right. I did that again, guys. I'm getting way better at not fucking that up. But as you can tell, my voice is shot, so I'm not smoking as much. It's pretty horrible. But I have a special guest with me today. Introduce yourself and why you're here on Mrs. Brightside.
1: Uh, I am Ryan Telmo. Um, why am I on uh, Mrs. Brightside? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, guess, uh, I guess in the last year I went through a um, little cancer journey, and I'm a cancer survivor right now. And i kind of taken my, my life as a, as a cancer patient to a cancer survivor... And kind of flipped it around and turned it into my my comedy act, as I do stand up for a living. So,
0: yeah, and, and that's you know, leave. Who was it that first said comedy equals tragedy plus time? And that's really it, because honestly, I've been doing more stand-up lately, even though I get really lazy, because podcasting is so much better. I don't have to leave my house or put on makeup. Mm. But, like, my dad died a few weeks ago, so all I want to do is go on stand-up and make dead dad jokes. Yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, with your cancer. I'm sure it was more like, yep, I, you know what? I get to laugh at this.
1: It, it's, it's the point where you are you just don't care. <laughs> it's yeah. just you realize that the world, there's just so much to the world, and it, and that's how I kind of felt, was like, it just... The world owes you shit, I guess. And so yeah. enjoy it. Have fun. So that's kind of like how I, I started writing material. I think that pretty much the days I was in the hospital before I even got diagnosed, I was already... Because I thought I was going to be dead. I was like, you know what? Let's just let's play with this. Because I'm going to try to get back on stage before I fall into my deathbed. Thank God that never happened. But I was, um, I was doing that. So the first few days in the hospital, I had a little notebook and I was just writing... I had an IV in me and they're taking blood every, every hour. <laughs> so they'll wake me up in the middle of the night, take my blood, and then I'll just get my notebook and write whatever I was having my nightmare about. And it evolved from there. So,
0: Yeah. And, and to be honest, it, 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 you hate to say it, but since this is the bright side of Dark Shit podcast, I mean, essentially, <laughs> it is one of those things that it's tragedies like that that really do motivate you because like you say you have nothing left to lose and it's sad that we have to force ourselves to that point whether Mm -hmm. it be cancer or death or anything Mm -hmm. like that but that is truly inspirational and too it's like especially for something like comedy and stand-up that is all about you, to a degree. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's the most narcissistic, but also the most self-loathing of the uh, entertainment roles.
1: Are you talking about with, with uh, the stand-up thing. Yeah. I was, I, we we're the bottom yeah. of the barrel. exactly. And some people take it too seriously, I think, but like, it, it really is, and I think that's the beauty of uh, of doing stand-up, was that when I was talking about, um, how was I talking just, I, ha- I had random things with my body where I think the first joke I wrote uh, was when they put the PICC line in me and I had this, this tube in my arm and it was a tube that basically goes up to my neck and down to my heart and I had to flush this thing out with syringes every day Ugh. and you're supposed to do it with somebody yeah. but I didn't. I was living alone at the time so I was, I was fighting cancer literally alone alone which is actually I kind of miss it uh, cause I was alone <laughs> I lived alone it's good but I would feel these, uh, this uh, cold water going into my heart and uh, that was like one of the first uh, jokes that I tried on stage because I said I was like a legit cold hearted bitch because I would feel cold water going in my heart <laughs> and and it got laughs and I was like oh shit alright and then I started going into going um, uh, going to finding like a tinder website just for cancer patients and so I gotta find someone that's like Terminally ill, too. We both weigh, like, 110 pounds, and so how does, like, cancer sex work out? So I started playing with cancer <laughs> sex, and then I talked about cancer porn, and I, I was trying to get as dirty and, <laughs> and very tabooish because people don't want to talk about that. And so, and then I, this goes on and on, because the medication I was taking was, like, changing the foods in my body. It was good times, and so I wrote about all that, and I turned it into album, so... I did, I did. I recorded an album last summer while I was in the middle of my treatment. So it was like
0: three days after my ninth treatment. Wow. And, yeah. and see, that's the thing. And two, how many people are going to relate to that? Because cancer is very common, guys. Guess what? And I love the fact that you said cancer porn. Because I know me and my brother are horrible. But I remember one time we found this news article. And it clearly wasn't what our dad was looking at. It was like the one on the back. But we're mm-hmm. just like, it's clearly like a cancer patient. And we're like, God that into like cancer porn (laughs) like like that was our first thought and i'm like see that stuff is out there guys
1: it is out well people don't want to talk about it in general and so looking for the, the the taboos i always thought was funny so and then like i even asked my doctor when i was sick um can i eat ass (laughs) he <laughs> was like, "No, you shouldn't be." Do- I didn't say it like that. I didn't do a bit <laughs> about that because everyone's like, who's talking Everyone talks about eating ass, but who yeah, talks about days. eating ass and mm-hmm. cancer? Yeah, so no one talks about that. And knowing that you will die if you do it because the chemo depleted your immune system, oh, yeah. and then so if you eat ass, you're, you're dead. You're literally you you can't fight it. So
0: and Farrah Fawcett had ass cancer, guys. Like she did cancer of the ass. But, like, but imagine did anyone if you
1: eat Farrah it. Fawcett's yeah. ass though? Oh.
0: I, I would Chase? assume Ryan O'Neill did. Ryan O'Neill,
1: weren't, weren't they married? Yeah. They were married, yeah. yeah. I, was, mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. I think of Chevy Chase as the man of the house.
0: And then uh, <laughs> Farrah Fawcett, uh, Lee Majors. But I don't see Lee Majors eating ass.
1: No, 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 no. But maybe Ryan O'Neill. He sounds yeah,
0: like Yeah, Ryan O'Neill seems
1: like He's an ass eater. We all know that. So, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. So, I just started playing with, with my material with, with cancer. And it was just, it was refreshing in a way. Because, first of all, it made me write more made me not think about a normal life anymore, and, uh, and then getting people to laugh at my pain, uh, was, was actually really refreshing as well, because it was real, it wasn't, I wasn't bullshitting them of what was going on with me, and I think that kind of got people to kind of be interested, I got a lot of people kind of disgusted by me and walk out during my sets, because, I don't know I like, I lost my mom into cancer you can't talk about that and I'm like I'm going through it and I'm just like your mom <laughs>
0: well I think it was Anthony Jesnick and he was on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast talk and Michael's father or grandfather I mean uh, suffering from Alzheimer's and the funniest joke in firing the maternity word to him is the Alzheimer's joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, and he's like, yeah, like, people come up to me, you know, Anthony, and they're like, you know, love the fact that I joke about these things. Just like, and do he may not be suffering for them. He's just a really good joke writer. But with you, it's like, how do they feel that, th- and this is what's wrong with our, let's tell everyone our opinion society these days. It's mm-hmm. like, how are they to tell you that cancer's not funny? You just made it funny. I just made I mean, it funny. He's like, I just told you. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I think it was really fun about the, the album I did, which is My Mylophoma. Uh, first of all, the album, the photo of it, the, the cover, is a picture of me, like, hours after I had one of my chemo treatments. I was like, Ugh, I want to kill myself that day. I was so miserable. And I would take selfies of myself throughout the entire summer. So every day I'd take a picture of myself and how I looked. And so the progression from my first treatment all the way to my last. And I kind of documented myself. So that was real. And then um, my, my producer, he put together a track. He edited the whole thing, but I said a lot of ums and ahs because I have chemo brain. So I was forgetting all my shit. <coughs> so there's a bonus track at the end. It's just called like chemo brain. And you just hear me say ums and ahs the entire time. So he just took that from each uh, little bit I had. In the album. Like, that's brilliant. No one has that. No one's done this before. And Tig is, yeah, she did, you know, she went on stage and she said she had cancer while she was doing her set, which is groundbreaking. But I don't know if there's any comics that have admitted they had cancer and still performing. Bill Hicks had cancer performing, but he didn't tell anybody.
0: (coughs) No, he kept it all to himself. Yeah. So, he's one of my inspirations. Yeah, he's one of my
1: inspirations as well. Yeah. So, but I kind of want to do something very unique and, and different with it. So, And, um, and it's, again, I'm, I'm
0: a survivor, but I'm not over, I'm
1: I'm not done. (laughs) This is just the beginning.
0: Well, and I think that's where people forget about cancer is like, you know, it keeps coming back. Like, I mean, even if you're in remission, you still have to go for checks every time. I I know people with brain tumors. It's like, yep, we have to go for a check every, yeah. Yeah, Mine's in two days.
1: So, uh, my next one, my second one, and I'm freaking out. And that's like my... I feel like I'm Iron Man right now after the wormhole. And so I, I kind of like every three months, I started like, you know, like, oh, shit, here we go again. And then so I checked bl- check my blood. And it's it's uh, people I've realized, I've talked to, the today's society of how they think of cancer is they're almost treating it like like it's the common cold. Because it's kind of like, oh, what did the doctor say? Like, well, I, I had a 70% chance of surviving. Yeah. And then majority of the people just said, oh, you're fine. And I'm like, do you understand the numbers at all? No. It's a C grading. (laughs) I I can still not make it. Something might bad happen. And it's just people don't get that. So it's like, oh, just have some chicken noodle soup and Sprite and you're fine. And it's like, that's that's not how it works.
0: And these are the same people that if they stub their toe it would be, like, the worst pain in the world. And that's the sad part I find with most people who are like, oh, yeah, you're fine. Like, I, you know, had a pretty life-saving surgery a few years ago, and then this um, f- friend, quote-unquote, of mine, was just like, oh, yeah, but you're fine. I'm like, yeah, but I could have died. Mm-hmm. You literally, like, don't get that. Like, like, and it's one of those things that it's like, but yet somebody trying to freelance with your network is the worst thing in the world this yeah, yeah, is yeah. like no 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 like i get that that our lives are different but
1: it's, it's like well if someone stubs their toe and yeah. then they'll be like they'll write a whole post about yeah. it and i'm like oh, i gotta yeah. go to urgent care and it's like i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry oh my God. I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah you're like
0: but it's that need to be a victim but that's why i like how you started out no i'm a survivor yeah cancer survivor it's like yes yeah, like that it, it's it's all in the language and it's fun to use it against those people
1: Because they love to correct. Well, they like to correct, and again, you have the victim. And I know a lot of people that want to be the victim. I try to explain to people that I, even when I was fighting this, like, I'm not a victim. And I remember, I'm not going to say names of who this person is, but I remember seeing a post while I was sick. Uh, Feel free to
0: talk shit. I know, I don't like to throw, I'm (laughs) I'm
1: not like certain people like to throw names down. Uh, But he was talking about how, the because uh, this still pisses me off to this no. day. He's talking about how his car wasn't working <coughs> and he uh, um, he tried to start it and he was upset and because he had to get somewhere that <laughs> depends on his car and he asked the world, Why are you against me? and I'm like, Fuck you, yeah. You know, it's just like again, like going back to our saying, it's like the world doesn't owe you anything. This is a very big planet, and there's a lot of shit going on, and he's lucky enough to walk out of the house and Walk to his car. That's not working. Anyways, he said that he got like a like a phone call from some sort of a production company that wanted to do a commercial with him. That said, we'll pay off his his debt on his car or whatever. And now the world is with him. And I was like, oh, you're a piece of shit. You're just truly <laughs> a piece of shit. And again, like it just. But I, I, I read that a lot with the people just saying certain things it goes down to the politics and that's why I stayed out yeah. of politics because oh me
0: too it's like it's, yeah it's
1: not my it's not my thing you can hate the president all you want but is it going to change anything about you and how you live your life no so oh.
0: <laughs> and again that all comes back down to that victimhood and like that's why I like listening to like Adam Carolla or Dax Shepard or you know apparently I only listen to men podcasts which women don't like I'm sorry that I like a guy with a deep sexy voice there you go. And, and so that's what I want in my ear, ladies. They have women guests on there all the time. But and I'm a woman doing a podcast and you don't listen to mine. Oh, sorry. That's my, that's my a, rant. That's your rant? I was like, oh, well, I got, that's, I got that's so, my... I got so many rants. I'm like, that is my side to like, shut up. They're better. Sorry. Um, but it's one of those things that it goes back to that victimhood with Trump. And, and like, I like the fact that they'll be like, seriously, why are people screaming about this? You're, just, you're not doing any good. It's, and it's like, uh, yeah, nobody likes him. But like, what do you, what are you doing? What about are you doing? It? How yeah.
1: are you, how are you fixing it? Like, yeah. are you gonna fix anything? And I mean, there's people I know, like, oh, we're in an echo chamber. And like, nah, mm-hmm. it's not an echo chamber. You're just, you're bored. You're not, you're not, you're not accomplishing anything for yourself. So when I was sick, I cared less about what was going on. And my, my folks were, you know, calling me and they were asking me stuff. Like, I've been paying attention to what Trump's been saying, da, 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 like I don't care. You know, I'm yeah. tr- I'm trying to get through the day. You know, Trump doesn't give a shit about me. <laughs> why would I give a shit about him? So.
0: Yeah, and, and that really is what it boils down to. And I like that you put it that way. Like, he doesn't give a shit about us, so why should we care about him? But yeah. And it's just like, I, I feel the way same way about relationships and things like that. And actually, Adam said that about Dak, David Alan Greer. It's like, he doesn't miss me, I don't miss him. Like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't value myself in the eyes of others, mm-hmm. I, and I know that that's a healthy perspective, especially for you know the females. But it's one of those things that it's like, yeah, if you don't like me, I don't, I don't care. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, and certainly that's a good skill to have as a comic. It's, well, it will help you become a better <laughs> yeah. comic,
1: but people are so invested yeah. in, in, again, for going back to victimhood. Yeah. So they 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 feel that 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 again the the government. Is hurting them, and I'm like, nah. it's just like, you guys, everything's just weak. Everything's just very weak. And that's the sad part, is that for me, going through what's I was going through, I realized how strong I was, and so for people allowing um, some government character that they don't know personally yeah. to take over their little heads, I'm like, you guys can't survive cancer then, because that's something else <laughs> that's going to mess with you, so...
0: Yeah, and it's one of those things that so many of these people don't get that they've given up their own control and agency in these, you know, matters and, and that, yeah, they couldn't survive something like cancer or things yeah. like that. It's like, because you've already given up. Like you get, well, yeah. You, yeah,
1: you've given up to, yeah. to some guy talking on CNN yeah. and then it boils down to just what celebrities say and, yeah. and it just, I, I go an ongoing joke when people say, lock him up. And it's like lock up who do you understand yeah. how anything works it's like it's it's like you guys are just really hungry just for drama
0: well it's just like the free britney thing and i'm like people do you not understand that her father has conservatorship and is actually doing the right thing here because she's severely mentally ill and no, he's been messed. a conservator for years it's like no 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 britney needs help yeah, and she needs help. this is the right thing for her and you people are the same people who act like we need to do something about all the mentally ill, but that's what we that's what we do is have a conservatorship and those that these are the steps. So I find most people what they're screaming about, they don't even want
1: they, don't, they, well, they, yeah, well, they don't just, get it. They don't get it. Well Yeah. It goes yesterday was a it was a very cold and rainy day in LA and e- every oh, I love this <laughs> weather. Yeah, this it. is this is my kind of weather. Yeah. Uh and I'm from San Diego originally, so this is like and I tell people this all the time, like, "Oh, you're you're, you're bitching and moaning about the cold weather. Uh, wait until like the big ones are arrive." And they're like, well, "Don't talk about that." I'm like, "Well, you know, an earthquake's gonna happen. This fucking city's gonna wash away." Yeah, Anima. Uh, it's it's it's, a out. it's <laughs> gonna happen, but. Um, <laughs> I, I find this the, the, the weather beautiful it's rainy and cold and every every very liberal friend of mine i'm not a conservative by the way or a liberal yeah. i'm very moderate in the middle
0: i'm very just, moderate like, libertarian yeah i'm like just to, living yeah. my life
1: i never invest in anybody because i don't i don't believe in voting for any party but um i i said that you know it's cold and rainy you guys are complaining about this but you guys are not helping the homeless out tomorrow yeah. like the they're they're out there and you guys are complaining this just makes no sense so, <laughs> they just... They they are invested in themselves. Everyone's just very selfish here. And uh, they just... They want... the It's this kind of town, I guess. And this is how it works. It, sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just going to say to that. Like, one of those things is like... I've always told people L.A. is no worse really than anywhere else because my hometown of Tyler, Texas is very L.A. like. Everybody thinks their shit don't stink and they're special because of who their daddy is. Mm -hmm. It's just more to do with church and doctors and shit like that than here that it's actually being famous. But it is one of those things that the difference between L.A. is that think of the worst people in your high school. They all came here. Like, and you know, not for me because most of them didn't leave and that's why I rule. But um, it's one of those things that that's what you have to think about. It's like most people who are the worst of their worst in their respective towns are obviously narcissistic enough. Like we all sort of have to be to a degree to come out here and think we can do this. But that's why we notice it more here. And there's also a fuck ton more people. So to me, I'm like, I don't think it's any worse. It's just that it's one of those things that the worst of the worst people have come here to try to... You know, there,
1: be, yeah, there, it's a melting pot yeah. of just garbage human beings.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I then, like that. I garbage.
1: Well, I came here for like two reasons hmm. uh, like like a decade ago and it was... First was like filmmaking. That's what I really wanted to do. Didn't really go that way. Uh, and then the second was, like, I was I was going through like a really bad breakup and down in San Diego I was like, I need a fresh start. And I... Thought that when I came here, it was like it was just very overwhelming. <laughs> this town's very, but I love <coughs> to it, it become part of the city, and that's the beauty of it. When you get integrated into the city, and you, you start, you, you, like you breathe like an Angelino, and you understand how to get around and yeah. the people. And um, uh, I just noticed that um, I don't know, just meeting other individuals, especially through comedy. It's kind of like, wow, everyone was like, class clown, popular kid in high school, and they all, like, I'm going to be a comic, and they all moved here, and then I got to deal with that with the open mics every Sunday night. (laughs) So I get all the, the class clowns from 2014 coming out here.
0: And now, a word from our sponsors. Mrs. Brightside is brought to you by Pink Honey Collective the leading self-care brand in the CBD
1: industry with a mission to provide high-quality CBD goodies for all of the busy bees who
0: believe in holistic healing. You can grab your bath beauty and wellness products for you and your pet at www.pinkhoneycbd.com and get 20%
1: off with code BRIGHTSIDE. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Pink Honey CBD and Pink Honey Collective.
0: That's promo code BRIGHTSIDE, one word, at PinkHoneyCBD.com. Um, and it is one of those things that, it, it. well, I mean, I get why I gravitated to comedy. Like, because too, growing up, all I want, I mean, I own like Dan Leary No Cure for Cancer on DVD. I mean, my mom bought me that when I was a little kid and took me to see him because he was one of my favorite comedians. Mm-hmm. Or me and my brother wanted to make the man show. Yeah, That's yeah. what we wanted to do. And so I'm like, so it was always a part, but even it took me a while to sort of transition into comedy. Yeah. And, you know, from going to college and not being able to get a job because my name is black. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and that was sort of a thing. And I'm like, but I see all that progression. With a lot of the people you're talking about, why do you want to be a comedian? Your life is fine. And sometimes what I want to ask people, it's like, there's nothing wrong with you. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, no. Well,
1: I think with comics a lot of us yeah. are damaged yeah and uh in our own way for me i was i was very depressed and i, yeah. I became like a hard drinker before i was uh um I was the comedy so like after like the, the breakup got me like really boozing and then when i was here living up here i was boozing while i was doing comedy and it, you know i just i had like a little damaged soul there's some people that are not even damaged they live pretty well they mom and dad taking care of them, and they're just here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what do you talk about? And they have nothing to talk about. They talk about their auditions every day.
0: And, and that's just what I'll say. It's like, those aren't the people that we want to hear. I mean, there are people that may... Have, I, I'm one of those people that's kind of a defender of Chris D'Elia, because my, my difference between him and some of the other people that we're talking about that haven't made it is Chris D'Elia doesn't pretend like he wasn't privileged. And he has had some other stuff, and he sort of plays a character... Which is why he sort of transitioned more into acting, and I'm like, yes. and I'm like, so his thing works for him, but that's because he owns who he is and is at least somewhat crafted a character. And his dad. Not my fa-
1: and his dad helped him. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> like,
0: and and but it is one of those things that at least with him, like, at least when I've heard him on podcasts or things like that, I'm like, yes, his dad may have helped him, but he doesn't pretend like that didn't happen. Like, no, no, no. And I'm he- like some of these people. They're like, I'm so great, and I'm like,
1: <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, there's a lot of comics I know that. I like their shit. Don't stink every day, and it's like, Ugh. you know, and there's, there's a comic I know that he he well he he blocked me now, so I don't yeah. see this shit anymore. But mm-hmm. he used to talk about like every set that he did everywhere. He just annihilated the room. I'm like, no, you didn't, dude. Mm-hmm. Just 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 think the, the Booker that you got yeah. up. You know, that's what I always do. We're all fifty fifty. We're not. We're humans. We're not yeah. perfect. But there's those people act like their shit don't stink, and they're headliners, and they're not headliners. Oh, yeah. I'm not even a headliners. Just because I made a special doesn't mean I'm a headliner. I got, you know, it takes years to, to establish yourself, to do an hour to two hours on stage. And, you know, for, for, I did about 45 to 50 minutes, but I was just in a weird groove because I was sick, and I just didn't care where I was going to go with it. <laughs> so, yeah. but that's, that's I think, a little different, but I never want to go around telling people I'm a headliner. I'm famous, that, uh, but that's how I see this town. I mean, oh,
0: yeah. I mean, I know someone who's a quote-unquote headliner that doesn't write material. And I'm just like... Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's actually been on this podcast. Y'all can probably figure it out. I won't say who, but it's one of those things that it's like... Uh, and I'm like, wait, this person has had some stuff, but like, okay. Th- and then you want to coach me up? No.
1: Oh he coached and,
0: you? Oh yeah. It's like, oh yeah, this is what you should do with this. Just stretch this joke out. I'm like Oh no. Because no. I'm like, no, it's funny the way that it is. No. And two, I'm like I, I, I know stretch church. material in podcasts. <laughs> like that's my problem on stage sometimes is I forget I'm on stage and not in a podcast where I'll just blabber on. It's like, yeah, yeah. no, the people I like are like Norm MacDonald or Anthony Jeselnik. but it's like Stroke structure. If I'm on stage, and yes, I, like it's one of those
1: things. Well, like I've been doing it for almost a decade, and I'll never coach anybody on comedy. Yeah. I'll never because the whole thing is trial and error. you yeah. have to learn for yourself. And there's only thing I would ever teach anybody is move the mic stand. And that's I tell, yeah. I, I tell any comic when they get off stage, like, hey, I'm not gonna tell you anything about how you did. You listen to your own set, you recorded it, but just move the mic stand. And, so I, and I remember one night, uh, some girl got mad at me, <coughs> <coughs> and I told her to, you know, I don't care about your material, the mic stand was very distracting, Can you, you should just move it, and she got pissed off at me. And I'm like,
0: what? I didn't... <coughs> to me, that's the one note you can give that's actually helpful. Because, too, as, as we say, like, the whole point of stand-up, and this is why I think that teaching stand-up, especially if you make... All the girls wear dresses, and it's all women's only, and they're all white. Um, Oh, who shows this? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Everyone here probably knows. It's one of those things that it's like, you can't teach structure to a degree. Like, there's a level of structure you can teach, but, like, if you don't accept that people are individuals, how do you think, and that's what stand-up is, is about being your authentic self, or doing a really great character, as some of the people I've mentioned. And it's one of those things that I'm like, no, those are the two avenues. Yeah. And if that's not what you're teaching, you don't need to be teaching.
1: And well, Like how i ran my shows for so long is because everyone asks like, well, is this room like a safe space? And I'm like, nah, it's not a yeah. safe space. I mean, I don't want you to go on, on a racist rant. But yeah. that, that's common sense. But like I want you to speak freely for yourself and I want you to develop your material. That's how I've been running my shows every time. And uh, um, I've noticed that there's some rooms that have developed this whole... You know, like you can't say this or this, and you gotta wear this, and and yeah, and it's like you ruined this, yeah, Yeah, and uh,
0: yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it's just uh, a lot of ranting, yeah. Well, and that's the beauty of this is like, and too, it's good to actually like talk about what people don't know about stand up, and to me, it's one of those things that we all have our different styles, and that's why I try to discourage people from taking class. I'm like, look, if you want to take classes, take improv classes yeah. or like things like that. That'll really help you. But and, and there are some stand-up teachers I've heard that are actually like sort of in that find your voice. What are you going to do? And I'm like, that's fine. If people need a little help just being like, hey, here's some structures of jokes or mm-hmm. more, that's fine to me. But it's one of those things that I've seen far too many people. And I even myself was screwed up. I like quit after doing a class. And I was like... If this is what this is, I don't want any part yeah. of it. And I'm like, yeah. You
1: know, the beauty of stand-up I always liked is that because I want to be I, I want to be a director. That's like long I directed plays and I directed f- film in college, and I that's what and kind of like still my goal was, maybe I'll be that Judd Apatow guy, you know? Maybe yeah. I will fall into that avenue. But um, what I liked about stand-up is that like you are your own filmmaker. You're building your own little world. For the audience to, to to travel through, some comics don't see that at all. They just feel like they just get up there for the five to ten minutes and just blabber shit and then get off. For me, it's just like I got you. I'm going to direct you guys into my world and, and guide you through my pain. And you're going to laugh, or you're going to walk out, or you're going <coughs> to whatever the case is. But yeah. it's, it's a it's a it's a whole different story uh, every night. And that, I think that's the the beauty of it. But again, there's some comics that don't see that at all. And just want to coach people.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I well, want to know who that guy is now. <laughs> as I'll say, there's only a few things more narcissistic than being a stand-up comedian. And it's called being a teacher or being in the fitness industry. And guys, I've worked in both of those avenues. And two, uh, as you've heard many times on this podcast, which is probably why no one will come on as a teacher. But you know what? that's a level there are two types of teachers the ones who legitimately want to help people and that's sadly very few and far between yeah and then there are the types that want to coach you up because like they the saying is true guys those who can't do teach yeah and it's one of those things that it's like even you see that personality even in people who don't quote unquote call themselves teachers yeah and and it's one of those things that it's like why do you feel like you have authority over others? <laughs> like,
1: well, that's never. I mean, again, going down to gatekeeping. There's a lot of gatekeeping yeah. uh, in this industry of like who, who's who, what, who should be in this. Da da da. And then, um, yeah. Sorry, went on a weird tangent, and then yeah. I, guess I went blank.
0: Gatekeeping. Gatekeeping. Yeah.
1: No, I, yeah. oh, we were talking about gatekeeping earlier yeah. before we, we went uh, <coughs> live on the yeah. on, on the podcast here but um, you know um, what you call it the MMA fighter mm-hmm. I, forgot, I don't know his name I just saw someone post about it yesterday Conor
0: McGregor is he doing it no, no some, a, somebody... some other dude because I'm like Conor McGregor would actually be funny I bet he'd be a good insult comic
1: he'd be, he'd be grunting a lot yeah probably. he would just be
0: like, like <laughs> yeah. he could be Triumph the insult comic dog
1: probably I mean I but again he you'd be grunting and punching yeah. walls in between stuff but yeah. someone did it some MMA fighter did it and then um, I think Rogan helped produce it yeah And um, apparently it wasn't good. And it was a Showtime special. (coughs) And uh, comics were bitching and moaning. And I thought thought that was very interesting because it just... It kind of goes back to like Stormy Daniels Mm -hmm. and how we were bitching. And I I, I was kind of bitching and moaning too. I was like, oh, come on, Stormy Daniels. But then I was like... Dustin Diamond did comedy so it's just like you know what it's just everyone's doing it it's it's it, it is we're the bottom feeders we're sadly there are there are people in this industry or in this entertainment industry in general whatever corner it is is just giving it a shot because their careers are dwindling and so they're kind of insulting our career of what we're doing because they feel like they can do it but does this is going where I'm talking about. I'm kind of lost. Oh what yeah, I'm trying to say okay. Oh yeah,
0: and then like about the gatekeeping, and I'm yeah. like, even with Stormy Daniels, it was one of those where I made a joke about it, as you would do. But I'm like, yeah, you know what? If that's what it takes to make it and stand up, then obviously she's done more than I, some stuff. She sucked a lot of dick. Yeah, like, and so. that's sort of the thing. And two, I-, I wish you guys would understand. That's where a lot of you know people have gotten into this industry. Uh, Sadly, and, it's you know, no hashtag me too if you said okay. Sorry.
1: It's well, yeah, I don't want to go down that route, yeah. but that's that's that, again, that's a very uh, yeah. interesting route that's happened in the last few years of what's been going on because to me, that's that's uh, ever since Hollywood was founded, um, that yeah. was just kind of how the business that, worked.
0: That was a lot of it, and that's the problem I had with a lot of that movement. And since then, so much of it has been proven to be you know, not the case, as what like A C Argento. Um, That's why one of my heroes is dead, Um, at least part of it. Yes, he may have taken his own life, but when you're covering up for someone who is an actual predator, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that that can weigh on you, I'm sure. Yeah. And I'll just mention her by name, because I've shit on her many times in this podcast after finding that out. But it is one of those things, and a lot of the other cases have sort of fallen apart, even, and what sucks is there were real victims, especially in the Bill Cosby case, of like, Mm -hmm. these people were saying this forever. Yeah. And like now the and that's what I'll say is people like Amber Heard and Asi Argento, like them using that as a platform to get their way or whatever. It's like that's that's what's wrong with this. And now you've hurt real victims. I'm not saying there aren't people who've been actually, you know, well, it it goes down to that cry wolf.
1: And so it's and that's what happened. And now it's, it's kind of things got blended in. Now, now the public is kind of like, all right, they're, they're, the public's worn out now. Like, yeah. They don't care anymore. They're over it. And because there's enough people that cried wolf that they're just lying the entire time to get the attention, to get, get, get a <coughs> settlement, to get something. Because yeah. there, there are a lot of powerful people that were, were taken down. And a lot of those powerful people are slowly creeping back up. Oh, yeah. And you know, are they going to be as powerful as they were? No, not really. But they're just going to be just kind of in the business still. They're going to be working still. But that's just how things kind of work. It's, it's a weird kind of... It, people think that this is like a, a transition to something bigger and better. I think there's guidelines being put down now. And I, I noticed the studio systems, um, what they're pretty much doing is that they're just sweeping all their shit under the, gr- under the rug, and they don't want to look at it again. They're not fixing anything. They're just yeah. they're firing people, and they're letting go people, and they're like, all right, let's just move forward. <laughs>
0: <coughs> well, and it's one of those things that, I mean, again, I'll say it because it's been said before um Joss Wheaton love all of his work clearly in this house you will see how much I love his work but that dude should not be running shit ever again because of all the things that I know and <laughs> yeah, the yeah. more and more I've grown up like and lived here that I'm just like wow and and too that's what I've always uh, like I even had a joke like and I know it's horrible but it's like you know a woman in a feminist t-shirt is usually a slut and a guy in a feminist t-shirt is a rapist like and it's one of those things that's the, like <laughs> the, yeah and it's one of those things that it's like sad but it's true cuz it's like both of you are using this what should just be about equal rights as a it pla- is something to cover things up as I'll say there's a female comic that loves to post all these you know affirmations and shit all the time but she's an awful person Like, Mm -hmm. after my dad died, like, she sent me some crazy shit about this joke I wrote, sucked and all this, and I'm just like, what the fuck? But as I'll say, and this is what I tell people, people who are constantly posting or talking about how good, how much they love women, or whatever it is, or they may have created the greatest, you know, female character of the 90s, but you know what? They're still a piece of shit, and we just have to own that. We can love Buffy. wolf in
1: uh, sheep's clothing. That's pretty much it is. So... And I, I said that a long time ago. I see, a, I see it in in the in the comedy business, and I know it's in the, in the film industry, and it's in the music industry. Yeah. It's, it's everywhere. So it's because you feel comfortable. If you get in the crowd, you're not going to be called out. But if there's anyone that's outside, you might get called out. I just again, I always tell people like, don't get involved. Just like don't, yeah, <laughs> just, just don't say stuff. Just like, live your own life in the corner, and you'll be fine. But people yeah. want to get involved, and then people get all interested about what their career is and everything. It's like, all right, guys. So, that's all interesting. Yeah. I like Joss Whedon's work too. Yeah,
0: as I say, I love. I mean, Firefly is the single greatest show that uh, only got thirteen episodes, um, and it's one of those things that it's like, yeah. But there's a reason Charisma and Sarah fucking hate him, guys. Like, just saying. I mean, and it's one of those things that it's like, if you've ever seen the show Dollhouse, if you watch it again as an adult, you're like, this is pretty, like, anti feminist. Like, I mean, the Slater ones, it's like, wait a minute. And in someone who is an actual victim, like Eliza Dushko, it makes it even more disturbing. I don't think I could ever watch that show now. And it's one of those things that I, like, because I get chastised all the time for constantly defending people like Adam Carolla and Anthony Jesnick, and I'm like, look, the difference is, is there being, Anthony's as a character that is saying these things, because he obviously doesn't have this in his past. Yeah. And then with Adam, I'm like, Adam just says whatever the fuck he wants, because again, Adam's self-esteem is so low. Because his mommy didn't love him. Mm-hmm. He would tell you this, too. <laughs> that he, w- like, even in his dream the other day he was talking about on Good Sports, he couldn't meet to someone. Even in his own fucking dream. He was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry that I hugged too long. Like, and I'm like, this is what I'll say. It's because these people say their horrible shit outwardly. You really don't have to worry about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, It's the ones who don't.
1: It's it's the ones that don't, and then the, uh uh... What much you got? No, but but also we I, I oh. guess how we target certain people. Yeah. So we're looking at the Bill Cosby, we're looking at the Harvey Weinstein, we're looking at the uh, the Louis C.K. and we're just targeting, 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 and, and we're putting all the missiles at that and yeah. not looking at the outer scope and everything else.
0: Yeah, the big picture. Yeah, is and like, so people want to look
1: at those three. Yeah. And there's others they looked at, which things, uh, the whole thing's a mess. But it's just. It's very interesting. People even ask me, like, if Louis C.K. walked into one of your your shows looking for for time, would you put him up? And I'm like, well, it's a bar show. There's nobody there, so sure. Yeah, who cares? Who cares at the end?
0: <laughs> well, and I don't want to shit on my own point, but it's one of those things that there are levels of this, but it is one of those things that Louis, to me, is on the very bottom Oh, line. he's
1: on the bottom of And those. then I'm
0: just like, okay, I get it. Some people were uncomfortable, but like when someone like Sarah Silverman was like, yeah, if I told him no, he wouldn't do it. Like I'm like, that's where it's like, if the consent thing can be a little muddy, I do get that some people obviously weren't a fan, but it's one of those things that I'm like, from to my knowledge, there was a lot of you know, it was gross and inappropriate and not okay. But like, if people said no, he didn't do it. So I'm like, okay, then that's a little different than being a straight up drugging rapist like Cosby.
1: Well, that's that's the thing. Like, and how, I'm like, there's levels. How the industry of work between the two was was Louis C.K. He he admitted. You mean, yeah. you when you buy a page out, <laughs> like, <laughs> write yeah. it or some shit, and wrote about it, like Jesus Christ, but. He admitted. FX and HBO literally both are like, alright, we're done. You know yeah. it's just like again, that's, that's And that's
0: their prerogative. And yeah. Well
1: they are they're, they're hiding. Yeah. That's their way of hiding oh. from it. They don't want to investigate. They want not yeah. Which is it's fine. It's that's how they want to work. Yeah. But um uh anyways, she's sorry. Mm-hmm. Easily distracted by, by other people messaging me. No. But <laughs> um but um but with Cosby, his stuff is still going. Yeah. So, um, and that's like really interesting of how this industry works. And and I don't I don't know. It's just it's kind of weird. Lucy K in the point where we banished all his work literally.
0: Well, and and I don't like that either. As I talked about, I'm like I know Joss Whedon is a piece of shit, and I'll say it over and over. And just the surface level stuff I know. It, it, it's got to be way worse mm-hmm. than that, but it's one of those things that I'm still gonna watch the Buffy musical every fucking time I'm sad. I'm still going to watch Firefly for the umpteenth time, and I, yeah. I own Serenity on Blu-ray. I mean, Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog is what happens when I get drunk. Like, and it's I one of those all, things you that all you all can work? enjoy. What you have all this work? Uh, I own everything, but I at least have Hulu where most of it. Do you is. have
1: much to do about nothing?
0: No, I, I I thought that was okay. okay I mean, that was that was I, his
1: cleaning his palette yeah. after the Avengers. So yeah. he wanted to do something that was not such a big production. Because I love
0: Alexis Tinsenhoff. But.
1: So I mean, I, I remember I watched that. I mean, oh. He did that. With, he did that while he was editing yeah. um, the Avengers. So I remember that. And I was like, huh, oh. interesting. Interesting way to
0: clean your palette. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things that this whole erasing people because it's like, and that's the problem I have with Cosby. It's one of those things that it's like, guys. The Cosby show did a lot of good. So, like, let's not try to erase what Bill Cosby did. Same thing with Adam Carolla trying to do the uppity documentary about Willie T. Ribbs, the first black race car driver. He couldn't get it into Sundance or anywhere else because there's a positive Bill Cosby story in there. And he goes, I can't cut that out because Bill Cosby is the one who got this guy into racing. Yeah. That is integral to the story. I'm sorry. I agree he's a piece of shit, but that's part of the story. Well, it just goes back. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, it's one of those things that, with Louis C.K. too, I'm like, at least Louis C.K. did the right thing by admitting it and trying to do better. The the other people can't say that, but I'm a little bit more forgiving of Louis, even though I wasn't even his biggest fan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing is, again, it's all very, very muddy, and I think the industry, uh, again, doesn't know how to solve it, so they run away from it. (laughs) So. And that's what they're doing. Yeah. And it's, it's not going to change. You know, the funniest thing, because uh, every every um, studio is dealing with something, uh, Disney, you know, got rid of uh, Lasseter. I mean not even get rid of Lasseter. <laughs> jumped ship before... Uh, that was the funniest thing, how this works now. They a, an article was going to come out about him, and then they even gave him the heads up. Hey, we got an article coming out on you. He's like, oh, shit, well, I'm out.
0: <laughs> and just from all my dealings with... The soap opera people. Disney, and 2 if you guys don't think they were involved with making sure Lucifer didn't get another season at Fox, um, yeah, let me just tell you, uh, uh, all involved, it's like, look, Fox wanted it. It it was going to be their new Bones. Disney was like, we don't want Satan. And it's like, yeah, because the devil looks better than you people. I constantly (laughs) call um uh disney nazis and feel no shame because it's like and i'm so glad james gunn got his job back because it's like i wouldn't have seen guardians 3 without him at the helm but it's one of those things that it's like yeah like you're seriously getting mad at him for making some inappropriate jokes when ugh do you want me to tell all the stories about what goes on at general hospital (laughs) and And that's why these these girls do that is because you call them all fat, um, and you called some guys fat, and then they've never come back since, like, because yeah. at least it's not sexist, you're just really want your people to be on drugs, apparently, and super skinny, so.
1: Well, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, with Lasseter, when he, he, he bailed, and the article never came out. Because that's no. just how things work here. Oh yeah, it's 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 all it. That's where it pissed me off. Like this is all bullshit. The entire, I mean, he's <coughs> a, he's a garbage yeah. person. But it's just bullshit how things are working. Like oh he's gone, like, we don't release it until he comes back, and then we'll release it. Because that's just. So he got hired by Skydance Animation, so he's now their huh. their their main guy there. You know, Sky who owns Skydance?
0: No, no. Fox
1: owns Skydance. Oh Dance. really?
0: Yeah. So mm-hmm. Disney
1: bought Fox. <laughs> Lassiter's back at mm-hmm. Disney. But he's under the Skydance uh, animation area. But he's yeah. not under the Walt Disney animation. But I just, I thought that was just really interesting how things are, it's just a, it's a big circle. And nothing's going to evolve. And, and that's just how it is. And, and people need to, to um, the guidelines again are set, but it just stops there. Because things, yeah. these people are going to come back <coughs> And they need to get back in the business. And, and then we got to deal with them all over again. And it's, it's all very, very interesting of how things work out. But remember, Fatty Arbuckle, he yeah. raped and killed somebody, and um, yeah. still considered as a legend. So.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it is one of those things that, it, and it's one thing, if you leave it up to the public, and the public, it's like with Louis C.K., for example, because a lot of people got upset about him being brought back on, but if people were going to see him, to me, it's like, that's up to them. It is one of those things that it's up to the public to decide on these people, but I still do think people should have all the facts. That's why I constantly bring up, I love Joss's stuff, but I will never spend another dime of my own money. I will just steal it from now on. And it's one of those things that, and I'll admit, it's like, yeah, I think he, he makes good material, yes. But it's one of those things that it's like, I have the choice to make sure he sees a dime of it or not, and that's what you can do. Like,
1: Is that why Marvel kicked them out?
0: <laughs> uh, no, or I know that's why DC was like, no, you can't do Batgirl. But, like, I, I don't know what his issues were with Marvel. Because I'm like, Disney is very pro-anti-woman. Uh, so like, yeah. And I don't mind saying that. Because it's like, I'm sorry, you could look at all their fucking movies, and it's like in C, whether it's cartoons or just in ABC, mm-hmm. like things that they're involved with. It's pretty like, yeah. It's
1: very, so yeah. that's why Masking. I'm like, I don't see them having a problem with Joss's behavior. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. You're, yeah. In, you're an encyclopedia in the industry on the yeah. other side that I don't pay attention to as much. Yeah. I, I go in that, like, like, uh, I can go on like a, like a Rick Moranis yeah. conversation for like two hours. Oh, I love and Rick then, Moranis. But like, but then I wouldn't talk about, I don't know, yeah. like you got the other corner of this industry. Yeah. I know, because I
0: love television first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah.
1: I was like, yeah. I just like, I always like the movies, so... But I'm more of, like, an old-school cat, so I, I would go... This is, like, one of the main reasons mm-hmm. I love the city so much. I just go find old buildings that were, like, in the film. Like, you know, it's, it's all around here. I mean, this this area right here, there's history yeah. <laughs> right to it.
0: And, and that is the fun part of Hollywood. That's why it's like, you know, people are like, oh, why don't you move? And I considered moving to Austin recently, Um, just going back to Texas, like... You know, I do miss the food and it's cheaper. And all the hot dudes have moved there from the CW. So, um, but... that's the new
1: Hollywood now. Isn't yeah. It? Austin's become. Yeah.
0: A... Austin and Atlanta. And a lot of that is because it's like the stuff out here has really put a bad taste in people's mouths. Or there's things like it's just getting too expensive and harder to make a living. It is it? Yeah. And that's what people don't get is like people are like, oh, well, they make so much money as actors. I'm like, no, they don't. No. Guys, the people, I defend the CW every day. Those guys work really hard for not that much money, and they have to work in Vancouver, which I love Vancouver, but I'm a hockey fan. And if that's, you're not, That's Seth Roganland now. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's the... Vancouver's filming all his crap there. I think studio, now the studio's based here, but he's filming all of his stuff up there, I think, in Vancouver. That's where he's from.
0: Yeah. And then so. I... Well, I know, like, Preacher and stuff he did down south, because he'll do a lot in, like, Louisiana yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's everywhere. So he's become my, my new kind of... Yeah, I realize people are shitting on him, and I'm like... Oh, I love Seth Ruckett. I, I think he's built... I this. think
0: I'm the chick version of him. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a good... That's that's yeah. actually
1: a good credit, so... Yeah. But, like, he's he's built, like, his empire of, yeah. like, of stuff. I mean, I idolize that, so...
0: Yeah, him and Evan Goldberg are a good team, and yeah. I, I like that. Like, I like what they do, because even uh, when Evan did with J. Rochelle the Goon movies, because, as mm-hmm. I say, I'm a hockey fan. I loved those movies. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, cause yeah, I like Sean William Scott like a lot, and I'm glad to see him working again, cause he's one of those that people think like he wasn't working for a while, but a lot of it's because he didn't want to deal with this bullshit. Like, it's the, not this, like there's anything business. wrong with him. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like no, no, no. Some people are just like, you know what? I'm good. Like,
1: that's interesting. Yeah, he's uh dropped <coughs> yeah, he off of the uh, the American Pie. That yeah, that movie does not stand <laughs> on its own but two legs anymore. Mm-hmm. American Pie, when it first came out, yeah. I mean, that was like 20 years later and you watch it now and you're just like, no, it doesn't really, that whole, that whole franchise just doesn't sit well anymore.
0: I haven't watched it in a while, so i It's like, it's like Pornhub
1: light that's what it yeah. reminds me of now. Um, what was I going to say, is uh O'Neill Scott, gosh, yeah, he did a couple of Kevin Smith movies and yeah. then he kind of just dropped off, off the planet after that. And now he's kind of, like, making a resurgence. He's coming back. Yeah,
0: because he's on Lethal Weapon, the show, which...
1: They just dropped. Yeah. After the season, I think.
0: There I, I think so, because, like, apparently it was just miserable work. Like, Sean replaced the other guy that was a huge dick. But yeah, Damon yeah, yeah. Wayans just was like, I'm too old for this shit. Like, literally. And, and he he was perfect for Murtaugh for that reason. Like, because that's what I tell people. is like, television is a lot harder than movies. <coughs> <coughs> Coughing is the same. It's okay, and like <clears throat> so hard. Um, if you smoke all the time and then get a cold, but it's one of those things that it's like television is a lot more work. That's why you see a lot of people still don't want to do it. But it is one of those things that it's like that's kind of where the best stuff is going nowadays, unless you get James Gunn behind it or there's, John
1: Wick. There's a um, yeah, there's a whole market coming out. Yeah, like, this is a tel- well, television is becoming the, the new the film industry pretty yeah. much the films are not I mean the, everything's changing because all the streaming networks now I mean that's where all the movies are going yeah. they're not even going to the theaters anymore so all the theaters are just getting the big Transformers movies now and some animation stuff for the kids and then all the independent stuff is like it's going on in Netflix and Amazon oh, this business is getting complicated
0: well yeah and that's what I tell people there's now more jobs than ever in the entertainment industry but they all pay a hell of a lot less than they used to because yeah. Like I mean, I saw David Foster at the Hollywood Bowl the other day, and I was just like, "That's someone who, thanks to um, Married with Children, like in the syndication, didn't really have to work. He invested, and in, he just wasn't like just that into it." But I've seen him like he would play basically Harvey Levin, quote unquote, on Young Young and the Restless. Mm-hmm. But it's like that's somebody who. Like, manage his money well. Same thing with like Frankie Muniz, a lot of other people like that, and they just are fine not being in the spotlight. But everyone else in Married with Children like Christina Applegate, uh, Katie Seagal, Ed O'Neill, you see them constantly working. But I think it's just because they want to.
1: They want to work. But yeah. it's
0: one of those things just like Seventy show. Like Topher Grace doesn't really have to work that much, but he'll take Black Klansmen. I mean, and, it, you know, but those deals aren't being made anymore. And it's like How I Met Your Mother is probably one of the last things that was truly a good syndication deal. That people could live like that. Because, like, mm-hmm. even, you know, once they took Cosby off... Um, that's why Jeffrey Owens had to go work at Trader Joe's, even though I've seen Jeffrey Owens pop up on many guest starring roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people are like, yeah, like, no one can make a living at this anymore, because what used to be, you know, the, you know, you get a good show, you get an syndication, you can coast, and whether you want to go on or mm-hmm. not is mm-hmm. up to you, unless you're just an asshole or yeah. a drug addict. Dr- well, yeah. And
1: there's quite a few in the valley, so. Yeah. <laughs> there's a child star I know that yeah. I see roaming around the valley, homeless Oh, wow. brain fried now you've probably seen him on the Mighty Ducks uh, heavyweights oh yeah <laughs> he roams the valley uh, Very the uh, huh? many
0: a times <laughs> yes yeah.
1: his name's Goldberg he's uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Giving <laughs> yeah. it away
0: yeah.
1: his name's Sean actually yeah. uh, last time I saw him he uh, this guy was working working and then his, he, fried yeah. his, he fried his brain and then the last time I saw him was on uh, the corner of Sepulveda and Sherman Way head popping out of the, a dumpster and um, he could barely talk and he was grabbing garbage, and and it was, it was like, no, all right, yeah. you can't you can't book him. <laughs> so, I mean, you can't you can't be on Mighty Ducks four. So, which I think they should make, and I'll write the screenplay for it. Oh yeah, it's well, just basically. I'll uh,
0: be a hockey consultant on that. Well,
1: Charlie is he'll get arrested yeah. for PCP, and mm-hmm. uh, he has to do community service, mm-hmm. and he has to coach the the, the team, the Ducks which the Ducks had been uh, dismantled and it became back to the uh, uh, District 5. And then he has to start all over again. Emilio Estevez dies. <coughs> he won't be around. Uh, Hans it will become back yeah. as, a, as a hologram. Because, um, you know, he died after the third movie. Yeah, but, but, that seems right. But, but, but because it's the future now, yeah. you have a hologram of Hans. Yeah. And then, yeah. And help me, Emilio Estevez. You're my
0: only hope. Wait, what? I went to Star Wars mode where help me, Emilio oh, <laughs> You're my only hope.
1: Yes, it is. He needs work too. So yeah, they all they all well, need he, work.
0: He does a lot of like directing. Like, That's all he does now is yeah, directing. Yeah.
1: Which uh, they're not great. Yeah, <laughs> his movies are not that good. So Bobby's not a good movie. Even though he got nominated for a Golden Globe for Best, mm-hmm. Best Picture, wasn't a good movie. No, Minute Work is not a good movie.
0: <laughs> it's funny. man <laughs> It's not a
1: good movie. So it just gave work to Charlie Sheen. That's yeah. all it was.
0: I know, and, and like, Charlie would return the favor, because on all of his shows, Emilio would show up, mm-hmm. and then do director spots, and it's like, Charlie Sheen's one of those that, I know he's a scumbag and all, but he's at least on the likable level of scumbag, kind of like Satan, you know?
1: Yeah, he's just, he, again, he's in he's, this corner, he's just doing his thing, yeah. and he gave some people AIDS, Yeah. and that's, that's it.
0: Yeah, it's like, that's not cool and all, but like, at least Charlie owns who he is, and he doesn't try to dance to make you think otherwise no. and I may have paid to see his show uh, which one? Uh, whenever oh this he,
1: comedy his Tiger Blood show? yeah
0: whenever he went on that because me and my brother had to go we were like yeah, yeah. we're going to the one because we I was still living in Dallas so like yeah and I remember we totally sheened it up when we went by the cigar shop beforehand and we're drinking whiskey and they embarrassed me because they didn't order properly at the cigar shop <laughs> um, but yeah we went to that it was pretty funny because it's just like, this is what a downward spiral looks like. Yay. Yeah,
1: that's like in gatekeeping too, because they yeah. thought he would be a comic, and it was more storytelling than yeah. anything, but...
0: And it, that's all it was, was like him telling stories, and there were at least some other people with him to bounce off of, so it wasn't Was it called Tiger
1: Blood, or was it...
0: Uh, I, yeah, he was just going on like the Tiger Blood tour, or like, uh. basically like... I got fired off my sitcom so I'm gonna make an ass out of myself. I'm
1: Rose in Vegas and he was performing at the Paris, Paris Casino and it was sold out. Oh, And I'm like there you go. That's, that's just you know I mean if I did my, my one man storytelling show whatever like you know like remission I'm in remission yeah. and no one's gonna come out this is the butt.
0: remix to remission oh wait that's another child molester
1: No <laughs> with the remix of remission what we were,
0: that? remix to ignition like the one R. Kelly song I know oh. besides I believe I can fly
1: <laughs> in 8th grade we had to sing that song uh, oh. to our parents yeah. on our 8th grade promotion
0: I believe I can
1: fly and so and that's when I realized that he's a molester no one yeah. listened to us no one listened to us kids at the time no one wanted to listen to us of course, the parents were cool for the teachers to give us massages and stuff like that when we were kids. Now, everyone's all upset, but mm-hmm. when we were kids, we had to go through all that, and no one argued. Anyway, sorry. I yeah. I ran right there.
0: Oh, I know. I, re- I just remember all the lame stuff we had to do in school, like, and we're the most liberal family in my hometown, as I already said. Tyler, Texas is like, church on every corner, like, where do you go to church, not do you go to church sort yeah, of place. Yeah yet I got my mom to write me a note because at school they were trying to have us perform "Mama Mambo Number no. 5 and Livin' La Vida Loca. Both first, like, filthy songs. And then I, like, and then Wild Wild West... We had come out that year, so that song was also one of the ones we had to dance to because for some reason they're fucking obsessed with dancing yeah. as kids and it's so annoying and I'm like, we would rather just play outside. Yeah. But it's like, I got my mom to write a note that said those songs were offensive and I couldn't perform them and they, they were like, well, you have to do something. I'm like, fine, I'll do Wild Wild West.
1: Wild wow, Only that one. Terrible Jim West. <laughs> terrible movie. Watched yeah. it recently. Which is all basically was, was a recycled, um, Superman, Superman Lives, yeah. <laughs> that was written by Kevin Smith. Because there was the mechanical spider, mechanical spider cool. that was vegan Sp- uh Superman. Because John Peters was also produced that Superman Returns or Superman Lives, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. And then, um, uh, yeah, he did the Wild, Wild West movie, which is just complete garbage. And that uh, disaster film, Barry Sonnenfeld, is not a great director. Just a good yeah. cinematographer. This just
0: want me to realize Will Smith really would do anything for money. <laughs> and
1: he still does anything for yeah. money. He did Suicide Squad. I'm going to go watch Aladdin, but he did do Aladdin. But yeah, I just like, want to see how Guy Ritchie does Aladdin. That's the only reason why I want to see Aladdin.
0: Oh, yeah, I forget that he's directing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just want to like, see...
0: Like, wait a minute, like, that's the only intriguing part. Because it looks like garbage.
1: I just want to see what's going on. <coughs> <laughs> cuz cuz it like guy richie doing swept away was so bad yeah. but can he make something work actually i heard it's decent so and, yeah. you know, it's better than swept away oh,
0: yeah cuz swept away is the worst garbage i've ever seen and yeah, i've the watched worst. a lot of garbage people
1: i've i've watched a lot of garbage movies and i have some of my own personal you know favorite garbage movies but swept away is probably one of the worst movies i ever no well there's a few others that are worse than
0: swept away yeah because like i don't even consider like i love the movie ed wood so anything ed wood did that may be considered garbage i'm like i don't even count that because it's like nope that got me to this point and i love
1: that movie those are ed wood's a passion director Uh, he's not like i'm like i
0: love that stuff
1: like 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 like, like geely is a shitty movie oh yeah and it's directed and written by martin vress which he is an academy award winning director and writer and uh, he has talent, but he really made a garbage film. That was his, and he claimed it. Uh, Ed Wood just thought he's a good filmmaker yeah. in general.
0: Yeah, so, he was earnest about it. Yeah, it's like you know, or like Glitter, the Mariah Carey movie. I mean, oh like, God, guys, like that shouldn't exist. How
1: about Step Up?
0: Yeah, like any movie that is based around dancing that isn't breaking to electric boogaloo, pretty well consider that garbage to me. Because, like, most dance movies are just stupid.
1: There was Step Up and there was another one. It was like, uh, oh, you got served. Yeah. Oh, God, I remember that one. So, because that was a a term that we used (laughs) at one point, and now we don't use it anymore, and so that movie makes no sense. But that's how you make a film on a term. It's like, you got served was... Years later, the Angry Birds movie. So it's just yeah. like kind of you just take something that's popular and you, you already know that. But it's yeah. for the viewers that did not know that.
0: Yeah, guys. Anytime something is at all popular, they turn it into something else. Now, and sometimes it works out in our favor. Strangely, like the Lego movie. Even though yeah, the Lego a movie. a movie. Yeah, it's like that's a great movie. No. But who would have thought the Lego movie would be so good? That was and- actually
1: surprisingly a decent movie for, for Legos. Yeah That is So but again Angry Birds wasn't a good movie No I was actually very bored And they made a sequel Surprisingly Oh they did? Yeah I I, I saw a trailer of it I think When I saw Dumbo I think I saw Oh yeah The trailer of the I was the The oldest kid I like how I I don't see any movies I saw I'm a big Tim Burton fan So uh, Even though his work lately Has been like really bad But I watched (coughs) Dumbo And I realized I was like the oldest person there and then when i saw um phantom thread like two years ago it two years ago now phantom thread i saw it in encino i was the youngest person there <laughs> everyone else was in walkers and that's why i felt like really out of place because i love paul thomas anderson work but yeah it doesn't really i gotta I remind those old people like he made boogie nights do you know that like do you know what yeah magnolia is on?
0: my favorite of his that's like, great because tom cruise in that movie is so fucking good. Like, I love that character. Tom like Cruise he's is so the, he's yeah. the Me Too exactly. in that. He's, yeah.
1: he's, he's, he's the industry of the Me Too. Of that whole, his character. And he was nominated for an Oscar yeah. for that.
0: I'm like, yeah, guys, if you want to see Tom Cruise at his best, Magnolia. Like, ugh.
1: Oh, the stuff he says, too. Oh, so yeah. good
0: so disgusting because it's funny because on cougar town they do a throwback with that with grace and being that character oh that's really funny. yeah it it's one of the better moments of Grayson sort of being that character
1: you know the, uh burger king did a commercial with a guy that was based off yeah. of tom cruise which is kind of creepy actually because it's a burger king commercial mm-hmm. and he's just trying to tell people eat the whopper but because doesn't he say like tame the pussy I yeah think that's what he says says so like something about like, tame the whopper and i'm like This is kind of weird. This is not right. This
0: is... is, Burger King commercials are a little creepy. Like, always. Like, when they got that mascot, it's like, this is the wrong direction you want to take for people to buy your stuff.
1: They're not getting rid of the king, I think. As long as Jack has Jack in the Box or Jack Box has Jack, they're going to keep the king, because it's two of the most ridiculous characters uh, in the fast food uh, industry. I mean, Arby's had a fucking oven mitt for a long time, Yeah, so... And that was stupid.
0: Well, Arby's is delicious, so they don't really have to do that. You're one
1: like, in probably seven people yeah. in this entire city that thinks Arby's is delicious. Yeah,
0: co- comparatively to fast food, guys, it goes Chick-fil-A, then Arby's. I'm wow. sorry, folks. Wow. No.
1: Arby's gives me uh, uh, gold stones. So I have oh, one I have one beef and cheddar, and I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just pissing stones, pretty much. That's just so much salt, and there's food. Don't. In San Diego, they got rid of like, all the Arby's I knew like, that closed down.
0: Yeah, so, most of, like, that's the thing in Texas. Like, we had one Arby's in our hometown, and, like, we would eat there occasionally. But, like, it's more one of those things. I'm like, the curly fries, man. And, like, <laughs> get the turkey. The, the turkey sandwiches the turkey. are on point. Isn't like their beef? Their beef? <laughs> the Cheddars. roast beef is their big thing, but I don't eat cheese, so I'm like, I always have to be like, no. Okay, I get yeah. the Grand Turkey Club, because it's got turkey and bacon, guys. <laughs> or, like, they have this sandwich during Thanksgiving time called the Gobbler.
1: No, oh, yeah, It's basically
0: that. like the moist maker from Friends, and <laughs> it's delicious. Like, oh man!
1: See, they have mm. if you go in their secret menu, they have a thing called the meat mountain.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, it has every single meat they have on a sandwich, so it's a mountain of meat. It sounds like a porn. Yeah, but I it's, know, it's meat mountain. Meat mountain. Mm. <laughs> it's yeah. uh, that's an awful, but it's uh yeah, it's every I guess meat they have. On I want. Apparently, it tastes like shit, but. It's on their secret menu. So, I had this thing for a while. I used to go to the restaurants and ask for their secret menu and see if the employees yeah. actually knew what the online things are about. And they, for the most part, they know. Minus the, the at McDonald's, there's a few secret menus that they do not know. But, <coughs> so you have to request it. Yeah. So, like the poor man's um, Big Mac, I guess. You have to request yeah. that. So. I don't know how we got into this. <laughs> poor man's
0: Big Mac. I'm like...
1: It, it, it's like a double-double, but, uh, but you ask for, like, secret sauce.
0: I uh, know.
1: And then that's it. That's all you yeah. need. So, now you got your poor man's Big Mac. So, you you spend, like, $1.50 on it, or whatever. So, hmm. you just don't get that extra bread. Yeah,
0: I love food, so I'm always like, oh, yeah. Because I'll look at the secret menu stuff. It's just, like, like the damn Shamrock Shake, guys. So you should just have that all year round. I'm willing to vomit for the Shamrock's sake, because what, it, I'm allergic just... to dairy.
1: It's just uh, mint, or is yeah. it? Yeah, okay. Ew.
0: <laughs> I love, and that's why Arby's has an Andy's mint shake that is phenomenal, too. Oh, really? Yeah. See,
1: I don't do, I can't, I'm not allergic to milk. I just can't, I don't want to like, consume too much of dairy. Or I, Again, post cancer life, I, there's things I cannot consume anymore. And I have no yeah. taste buds. So I have to, I drink a lot of, I drink a lot, I put a lot mm-hmm. of hot sauce in things now because it just adds flavor. That's, yeah. that's the post cancer life of me. So wherever I go, I'm like oh, get Tabasco, whatever, and I'm like, oh, for your cereal. I'm like, yeah, throw my cereal.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't put on my cereal, flavor. but yeah. I just
1: I need stuff for flavor. So it sucks, but um, that's I don't know. I got to that, but yeah, <coughs> that's why I like yeah. the, like uh, what you call. It? Well, I'm drinking soda water right now. Yeah.
0: This Van nice uh, yeah. beer. Like, this delicious, that we're gonna talk about on my beer podcast. Yeah, here, yeah, yeah. That I'm doing, guys. Like, still not sure what I'm gonna call it, but it will be on this feed for the first couple episodes. But, yeah, I'm like, I love this. Uh, it tastes just like PBR to me, but, like...
1: It's a, it's a, it's a fancier PBR. Yeah. That's what I've been telling people.
0: Fancier PBR. Oh, yeah,
1: I've been, so, like, uh, oh, I'll tell you on the other podcast, yeah. I guess, of, of the origins of this, so... Yeah,
0: this McLeod Ale Brewing Company. Yeah. yeah I love... Because that is my dream. It's like me and my brother want to start a brewery. It's called Good Beer. It's good. It's a
1: very classic name. Yeah. It's very two <laughs> good beer.
0: Just good beer. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I,
1: I want to... One of my dreams uh, right now is my dream. Filmmaking is... I'll do sketches. That, that's why I stopped there. Filmmaking is very exhausting as, as we talked oh, about Oh yeah, too. I wanted
0: to be a director too until I'm like... No, I'm going to do this comedy thing first, and then maybe... Because I wanted to direct music videos, and those don't really exist anymore.
1: No, that's a dying thing. Yeah. I went to high school with a guy that was I directed a lot of music videos. He did, like, the Step Up sequel. Oh.
0: I went to high, the went we making him. fun of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: His name's uh, Scott Spear. I think that's his yeah. name. He, directed, he dated Ashley Tisdale for a while. Oh. So I went to high school with him, and then I went to high school with Adam Lambert. Uh, from American Idol. He's like the lead singer Queen now. Oh, yeah. Uh, That I
0: don't acknowledge because it's like, nope, there's (laughs) only one lead singer Queen, and that's Freddie Mercury. Sorry, guys.
1: So I went to high school with those two guys, so we did theater together. Oh, wow. And uh, those are the two guys who became famous, and I'm the one that got cancer and (laughs) did (coughs) stand-up. So I I went that corner. Um, Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, Spear did all the music video stuff, and... um, there is no industry for that anymore, no. sadly.
0: Yeah, because when I went that's to college to be a director, like, that was... I went to film school, like, and then mm-hmm. YouTube hit, a, like, big time back then. And I was like, I'm not going to make money as a music video director, am I? I'm not going to be the next David Fincher or Spike Jones. And it was like, well, what else can I do? I got my degree in psychology, tried to get a normal job while I was in grad school, and yeah, yeah. then I found my place in comedy. <laughs> that's
1: Well, that's, again, filmmaking was... No. Uh, was a thing I, I wanted to do, and I I did drive, I did direct a few music videos as well, but like college music videos, yeah. so like nothing extraordinary. And uh, YouTube did change everything. Yeah. YouTube just it, it kind of just depleted the market, so because anyone could be a filmmaker, as anyone yeah, could yeah. be a comic, as anyone could be an actor, and because we, we YouTube kind of just made up your own rules of, of everything, and so it's the wild wild west all over again.
0: No. Jim West. That's uh, all I know from the song. Such a terrible
1: one. Blah, 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 oh, Kenneth Branagh did so much better. Yeah. And Kevin Klein. It's like, seriously. Oh, like, both it both.
0: had such a good cast. Like, like Salma Hayek. Oh, so many like...
1: Academy Award nominee, nominated, uh, winning. Mm-hmm, oh. Yep. Oh, uh, throughout the across the board. All four. Salma Hayek, Will Smith, both nominated. Branagh, Klein yeah. winners. Sonnenfeld, mm-hmm. not a good director. He is. I can sadly go through his entire filmography yeah. and tell you that he's only done like two good movies.
0: Well, it's like Peter Jackson. Most people don't realize that Peter Jackson, before he made the opus that was the Lord of the Rings trilogy, he was made a new movie. He made Dead <laughs> Alive, which the, I enjoy. But it's kind of the worst shit ever, but there's just cool blood and shit everywhere. But
1: Frighteners is a great Yeah, movie. I like Frighteners. Frighteners is great. Yeah. And then after Frighteners, you spent like a whole decade yeah. doing Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And then you did King Kong. Yeah. And then he's like, eh, all right. And then we did uh, The Lovely Bones. The, oh, yeah. And then he yeah. was
0: like, eh. I forgot there was a Lovely Bones movie. <laughs> it's sad when I remember the book, guys, over the movie. That must not have been a good well, movie. the, the movie,
1: well, Stanley Tucci was nominated for Best yeah. Supporting Actor, but it stopped there. But then after that, he was like, uh, "Hobbit." Yeah. So he just he did another three Hobbit movies, which a uh, Hobbit. There is, were
0: three Hobbit movies again. Yeah. When I'm when I'm out of stuff, then that's definitely like, what happened? I well, it,
1: it should have been one movie, yeah. but he because uh, they just wanted to expand it. Anyways, he's just he's stuck in that realm for Peter Jackson. Sonnenfeld, he did. Uh, he, he was known for the Abbott's Family movies in the yeah. very beginning, and then he did For Love for love or Money with Michael J. Fox because he made him seem like a normal director. People forget about <coughs> that. And then he did Get Shorty and then Men in Black. Yeah. And then, and then it went to hell after that.
0: I did enjoy the Men in Black films. I'm glad they're making another one.
1: Well, okay, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. <laughs> So
0: I'm like, they have two very likable people as leads, at least with uh, well, yeah, you know, Tessa it, Thompson and it, Chris Hemsworth. That helps. So it's
1: basically just like uh, yeah. Avengers: Endgame, the yeah. side piece of yeah. basically of, of the MCU on that side. Which actually, Men in Black is based off of Marvel comics that people yeah. kind of forget. But Marvel just kind of doesn't care about that franchise and just kind of kicked it to the corner. But
0: I think people forget all of the comic book movies before the big boom. It's like one of those things that it's like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man and the Brian Singer X-Men's guys, no matter what you think, those open the door for all the rest of this stuff. Because well, the, there was always Batman in the 90s. The, Batman yeah, was Batman
1: always, was like, yeah. the movies in the 90s. Yeah. The, 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 the Batman and, and Blade, Superman yeah. was kind of like the, the godfather of yeah. Superman and then the Batman. But then uh, going that the renaissance happened with with technically X-Men yeah. and Blade. I think Blade came out in 98. Yeah, so. Blade
0: was one of, like, Blade was before um, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man and the X-Men. X-Men because like, yeah. those two came out about the same time. And that's when people were like, oh, people paid money for this. Yeah, yeah.
1: paid big money. Yeah. yeah let's give Ang Hulk. And they're like, oh,
0: okay, let's just it backtrack. Let's just figure this
1: out. Let's not give Ang Hulk again. Let's not. And then they started playing with it. And then, yeah, they made a Ghost Rider and Daredevil movies, yeah. which they were kind of garbage. I still think they're garbage.
0: Oh, yeah. I do enjoy the the Daredevil film because of the campiness. Like I enjoy it in like it's a bad movie, but it's still funny to me.
1: It's from the director of Simon Birch. Yeah, (laughs) people forget about that. And then he. And did, I think
0: Bullseye is amusing in it. Oh, I'm like, I think terrible. Colin Farrell is like, like I'm like, this is a definitely not my Bullseye, but this I'm at least oh, like amused by it because it's so bad.
1: And then he did Ghost Rider, like, <laughs> <laughs> which cage. is
0: so bad,
1: <laughs> so bad. And then the Punisher actually was decent. Oh yeah,
0: the Tom Jane Punisher Tom, is my yeah, favorite one. That's
1: a good one. Travolta was an actual okay bad guy. Very Marley's
0: little like song in the middle. Like, oh yeah, uh, yeah, like for no reason at all. That is the best part of the movie because it's like, all right, now I'm gonna kill you. I had to do this little song like, first. That was a, it was a decent,
1: uh, yeah. it was a decent. And then after that, um, that's when the MCU kind of started developing. Yeah, and that's when the Iron Man came out, and everyone was like, what? But yeah. then the Dark Knight kind of changed that as well because Dark Knight actually, yeah, Dark Knight came out out the same year as Iron Man. Yeah, and uh, not Batman Begins. Because everyone did not... I remember I saw that movie, I was like, where is this going to go? Well,
0: see, yeah, I liked it because I loved Christian Bale because he was my Patrick Bateman. And um, so I was like all in for like the Nolan Batman. So too, I liked what the, he was doing with them. Being like very grounded and like, you yeah. know.
1: And then Man of Steel happened, and then there's yeah. a, a fucking shit show over oh, at Man of Steel. See. Everyone <laughs> always
0: forgets Superman Returns. I'm sorry. I know other people disagree. Brian Superman Singer's Superman Returns. Returns? It is better than Man of Steel.
1: Most, uh, it, yes, better, but boring.
0: Yeah, <laughs> as I it is pretty dull. And <laughs> I'm like, is. how? Because Brandon is a great Superman, and I know what he had to do for that role, guys. So, like... All was, don't need to be so mean. That was
1: a very boring production. Yeah, um, but
0: it's like all the elements other than Kate Bosworth, I think, worked. And that was the sad part is there was so much potential in that movie because Hugh Laurie, uh, and then you have uh, Hugh Laurie was Kevin. Was S- yeah, he was uh, Perry White. Yeah, and then
1: he was. Yeah,
0: it's like to me he was perfect. And then Spacey as Lex Luthor was pretty good. And then Brandon was a great Superman. You had James Marsden, who's likable, as the, you know, other...
1: He's he, he a singer's little repertoire, so he yeah. was in X-Men yeah. 1 and 2. And so, yeah, yeah. He's a... He probably
0: did some stuff for that role, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, we all know that. Uh, yeah. It's like, well, we know about some other people, but, you know, I, we still love him no matter what. Marsden? Or we Spacey? Have, uh,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> but Marsden, yeah. He, uh... um God, let me Even that though
0: movie. that remake of Straw Dogs, no matter how much how sexy and rapey you make Alexander Skarsgård, I'm just saying it, people. Still a terrible remake.
1: Oh, don't remake Straw Dogs. Yeah.
0: yeah, well, like, yeah, it was like it had Alexander Skarsgård and Wal- Walton Goggins both in it, and it was so bad. Because again, Kate Bosworth, she is very cute, guys, but she cannot act. So like. Give her the hot girl roles only. Like Blue Crush? Don't, yeah, exactly. That don't require a lot. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: Blue Crush. It's just, I, remember, I remember I saw the Blue Crush trailer, yeah. and it was the entire um, movie in the trailer. It was like a two yeah. minute trailer. Like, you knew exactly what happened. Like, oh, I don't even yeah, see the movie. that's
0: it. That's yeah.
1: it. That's Kate Bosworth.
0: And, and, and that's one of those things. That's why it's like, Lois Lane may be an annoying character, but find someone who's likable and annoying, like Terry Hatcher. Really, like, even though that TV version or oh, that was that oh, was adorable. I love um, the
1: TV as a kid, I loved it, but yeah. it was so boring. You watch it now. like this is a because I only got excited when he became Superman. Yeah, and that was it. And that was eh, like twenty five percent of the entire series, yeah, with him as Superman. Bare- <coughs> barely any crime fighting. Yeah anything it was just drama and like ah, i don't want this this is that's why i don't really watch gotham so i just don't want that drama. gotham
0: i need to watch the last season but gotham really became fun the first season you're like i think that they're they don't know where they're going but i think that once they figure it out it's going to work because yeah, i yeah. will say robin lord taylor as Penguin is delightful.
1: Uh, then I maybe have to invest yeah. in that So I, don't, I I sadly did not pay attention to the Arrowverse, which I should. Oh yeah, that's because my favorite. When I was sick, I I binged watched um, Cloak and Dagger. I, I I watched all the MCU uh, sideshows. And
0: then... See, in the MCU's TV, like, not... Like, their best TV show, they canceled, Agent <laughs> Carter.
1: Agent <laughs> Carter and is like, the best show.
0: Oh, yeah, and that's the... And, too, the Netflix ones are great to a degree, but they're all very much a film noir, and there's too much of some of them, where it's like, Daredevil was pretty good throughout, even though the first season, like, is a little dull until Kingpin really steps in. It's like, I see where they were going, and I think Daredevil sort of wrapped really well, and same thing with Jessica Jones, but, like iron fist never should have happened and like with luke cage it's like the second season was better but like there's just a lot of like that universe especially like the defenders like it was not that great the was defenders was a letdown it was a letdown yeah.
1: sadly i did like the daredevil i was a little bored through jessica jones season two
0: yeah the second one wasn't as good as um,
1: one. and then iron fist surprisingly i liked it I like, I like the second season. Oh yeah, I, I didn't guess. even
0: see the second season. second season actually... The first one. season I
1: get why people like don't like it. But yeah. the second season... Um, Defenders was a letdown. Luke Cage, I, I liked the second season better than the first. Uh, Punisher. Oh yeah, uh, the
0: Punisher was good. I liked
1: yeah. the Punisher first in the second season. And then even this, I I'm, I'm a big junkie on. I like the Runaways a lot.
0: Oh yeah, see the Runaways I've not really watched, but I uh, I went to like the premiere, but it was one of those things that it's like I always forget that it's there because it's it's the one that's sort of off on Hulu, and you're like yeah, it's, oh, it's yeah. on
1: Hulu, but they they also oh they've added a <coughs> bunch on Hulu right now, a bunch of yeah. new MCU stuff. But um, uh, I watched all Cloak and Dagger, and I like Cloak and Dagger. Again, i was six, so I I I, I see Cloak ran. and Dagger
0: I've not seen yet, but yeah, it's
1: decent. And I nerded out. There's a scene where there's basically of the villains said, like, the Rockscans is the villain, pretty much the company, and they said how they want to keep up with the Starks and the Rands. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was like, oh my god, because they mm-hmm. finally connected. Because yeah. the shows are so standalone, but they yeah. kind of throw Easter eggs here and there, kind of like saying that they're they're part of this bigger universe. And so for me, I, I kind of geeked out with that. It's like kind of runaways. They kind of reference Wakanda oh, uh, yeah. for one of the episodes. And so I was like, oh, "Oh my God, Wakanda!" So that's like the stuff I, I kind of nerd about. Arrowverse, I got to get into because I know there's just a big world of that. Isn't Legends oh, yeah. of Tomorrow? Isn't yeah, that Legends world of is
0: Tomorrow is the best show in there too, because okay. it is the one that is fun. And but I will say, in order to really enjoy, especially the first season when they have everybody from the other universe, you have to learn, you have to watch the Flash at least first, so that you fall in love with Captain Cold. Like, that's what I would recommend, is maybe watching those in order. Because, too, Arrow Season 1, as a guy, you're not going to enjoy, I will say, because, honestly, the only enjoyable parts of Season 1 is the fact that there's someone even hotter than Stephen Amell on there, Tommy (laughs) Merlin. And, like, because I will admit, like, the first season's pretty rough. Like, Mm -hmm. because it's very much... Just straight soap opera, not a lot of like, but once season two hits and you're like, yes, and then they bring back Merlin later, who you liked, Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things that it's like, yeah, like they figured it out, but like, yeah, I can see where the first season they sort of had to be a little too CWE, and
1: gotcha, but I will say, I got a lot of work to do, the
0: game.
1: So, what's your opinion? I like how this year podcast, we really do go into tangents and trips. And oh, yeah. yeah. this basically in the nerd and stuff and filmmaking. Yeah. Stuff that we, we enjoy. Uh, Robert Pattinson in the new Matt Reeves Batman. Oh, yeah. You'll movie. see
0: my stand-up tonight. So you'll okay. You'll see how I All really right. feel about it. But, yeah. Like, it is one of those things that... My opinion is I don't think he is a good choice for Bruce Wayne. But not because of his acting ability or Twilight or any of that crap. So, come at me, bro. Um, but, yeah, it's one of those things that I want. If it's Bruce Wayne, Batman. It needs to be an older version. He's 32. I'm not interested in seeing the, another young Bruce Wayne story. Yeah, yeah. I am fine if Robert Pattinson was Batman Beyond. Or even They need Dick- a
1: Batman Beyond movie. Yeah,
0: and and Michael Keaton could just That's what I'm Batman. saying.
1: Yeah, put, or, put Keaton down as Batman again.
0: Or, as I said long before Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman, you can look this up online, everyone. You go find these old afterbus videos. Me talking about John Hamm would have been the perfect Bruce Wayne Batman.
1: John Hamm would have actually been a great Batman.
0: Yeah, because he's like George Clooney, only a good actor. Do you know <laughs> who
1: was in talks with Batman back in '89 before uh, Keaton?
0: Mm-hmm. Bill Murray. <laughs> that would have been. Uh, he would have been, been a great Joker. <laughs> But not a Batman.
1: I don't know where they found yeah, that, I mean, but that's when uh, I think the Coen brothers were offered uh, yeah. Batman at the time. They, they were, I don't know if they really knew where they were going with the Batman yeah. franchise at the time. That's how Tim Burton got the, the project. But, um, just, can you imagine that Coen brothers Batman with Bill Murray? Well,
0: yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I can just sort of imagine very much like, it'd be like Batman forever, but like They're making it a little, like, more, like, if you put Batman Forever (laughs) and Fargo in the same universe, I could see that being the Conan Brothers. Oh, that'd
1: be a beautiful movie, though. That'd be...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, that would be interesting. But, and that's sort of, I think, with this Todd Phillips uh, Joker movie. I actually think it'll be good, but I'm also, like, the biggest fan of his Starsky and Hutch movie.
1: Really? So you didn't like Like, my my post about that when uh I, because I I was watching it a day ago, and I was like, holy shit, this movie is garbage. <laughs> I like, oh, no. just cannot sit through it. And mean, I liked it when yeah. it first came out. Oh, So the... I just can't... I realize how much I, I... Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller films are just... They don't... They, it tastes like bad wine now. It just doesn't sit well. Oh, no.
0: I watched it the other day. So I'm like, no, I still love it. Because it's one of those that every time it makes me laugh, even though I know it's coming. Like, especially... My favorite part is whenever Hutch um, is just, like... just oh it's a floater this is really hard to solve let's push it out to the next precinct I'm oh, like yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that. that's one of the good bits Todd
1: Phillips that was his follow up yeah. again after old school yeah and right before uh, hangover he did um, the yeah. school of scoundrels which yeah. was another terrible movie but why do I know this crap I just do uh. Todd Phillips uh, yeah Yeah. after the hangover stuff yeah. They're trying to take him a, He's trying to be more of a serious director now, because he did yeah. War Dogs, and War Dogs was kind of... Kind of a
0: serious, yeah.
1: People thought it was a comedy. It had more serious elements to it than, than it was a, as a and comedy.
0: to me, Joaquin Phoenix, another scumbag that I love, mm-hmm. like, sorry guys, because when I was a little girl, I mean, I may have had Ed Norton and David Duchovny on my wall, but Joaquin was my number three. David Duchovny. It was Clay Pigeons, yes, him and Vince Vaughn, because Vince Vaughn was pretty hot too, but I love Joaquin Phoenix and I think I'm like he's a good choice for this Joker Origin thing because I'm like, oh, he he really is a psychopath.
1: It's gonna that's gonna be a very interesting film, and of course you can totally tell that Taxi Driver plays a huge influence to it.
0: Very so, much so
1: Taxi Driver and the King of Comedy. You can just tell yeah. it's just all Scors or really Scorsese work is just all around that movie. Yeah. And uh, it'll be very interesting to
0: I think Like, a lot of people will be surprised. Like, and this is sort of my thing. It's like, I'm pretty excited because I like Todd and I like Joaquin. But I know a lot of people are like, we hate them both. And I'm like, I get it. I
1: I I don't like Todd. It's just, I just find his work very inconsistent. And so, it's just like... Starskin, well, yeah. this is the Starskin Hutch old school era. Road yeah. Trip.
0: <laughs> yeah, Road Trip, I love that movie too. Because again, Sean Williams got, it's like, it's funny. And, Breck and Meyer. it was a very like. <laughs> yeah. I
1: dealt with that guy a lot in comedy. I know,
0: so. I'm taller than him, it's weird. I know, he's
1: he's like, yay high. He's like a 3.4, yeah. I think. He has a sit. He's, he's, actually, I think he is a little taller than Keefer Sutherland. Because Kiefer is oh, really Kiefer short. Oh, Kiefer is really short. I have yeah. never
0: seen him in person. He in is that, really, he's, he's, he's
1: shorter than, like, Kevin Hart.
0: Yeah, because, like, Kevin Hart is, like, very little. I'm like, I'm only 5'4", but I know I towered over Seth a. and Brecken when I was at a party with them, and I'm like, whoa.
1: Yeah, Brecken, I've seen him at a restaurant. <coughs> I'm like, fucking Breckenmeyer. And, and then I'm like, holy... Oh, as he got up, like, oh, my God. <laughs> that man like, is short.
0: Like, Kevin Hart, it's like... Are you looking for your mommy, little boy? Yeah. Is what you want to say? I mean, I still wanted
1: a premiere. Yeah, Kevin no. Hart. And I was no, like, I'm what? like
0: I'm gigantic compared to him. He's like five two. It's he? a
1: little Mighty Max. You can yeah. put in your pocket. People forget that toy, Mighty Max. Yeah, Polly Pocket's little side piece. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had the Mighty Max over Polly Pocket. I never really liked girl toys. Yeah. That's why those Spawn toys are from my childhood. That's <laughs> I mean, again,
1: that's awesome, it's Spawn. But not the movie. <laughs> the Spawn the yeah. movie, no boy.
0: again, that's another thing that I'm like, I didn't hate it like other people, and I was the biggest Spawn fan. I'm like, nah, it was... It, I, I at least learned to accept early on that it was never going to be... Because the HBO cartoon Spawn, amazing.
1: Oh, that's a great one. Um, yeah, yeah. But
0: yeah, the movie, I'm like, no, it's enjoyable for what it was. Just like the Constantine movie. John Constantine oh, is my favorite character in the world, and he's not even in the movie, and I like him.
1: Constantine mm-hmm. is... Um the Keanu Reeves one? Yeah. That's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. A...
0: It, it do, like, and it does the story well. It's just Keanu Reeves is Keanu Reeves and not John Constantine, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, that's fine with me, and Constantine's my favorite thing.
1: And it played L.A. so dirty. Yeah. I, I, those movies crack me up, how they like portray L.A. It's such a dirty town, and then you're here like... Well,
0: yeah, you're like, that's exactly like, how it's like. Yeah.
1: Well, in certain parts. Well, that area. Yeah. yeah, actually... There's certain parts in Constantine where it's like, okay, that's MacArthur Park. Okay, that's yeah, dirty. That's a very dirty area.
0: That is something that people will still argue with me, even though I'm the one that lives there when I go back to Texas, because some people have a very disillusioned view of Hollywood that it is what they portray in certain shows, and I'm like, guys, no, most of this is garbage. Like, it, we live here. I call it home, but, yeah. like... You know, that's why Beverly Hills 90210 was shot in Pasadena, guys. Pasadena's pretty nice. Beverly Hills is pretty nice. You know, they ship Parts their homeless people to yeah. uh, Santa Monica.
1: Oh, yeah. You know. Well, Santa Monica ships them out to, like, El Segundo. So, they just yeah. they's maneuver. Or they just bring them to the valley. It's great. Yeah. You got We got all the child stars.
0: I know. I remember living in Santa Monica and being like, why? If all they do is dump these homeless people here and we pay this much more, why don't I just move somewhere else? Yeah.
1: Well, they they ship <coughs> everywhere. There's, yeah. a, there's a mini Skid Row uh, not far from here, so yeah. it's just like it's it's great. So it sounds yeah. great. Takes care of their people.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> like this is this is how life really works, guys. Yeah. they just put you on a bus and put you in a different neighborhood.
1: Mm-hmm. They just ship you around. That's
0: why Studio City's gotten so bad these days. That's why you're seeing a lot of people move out of there. Yes, yeah, Studio City's losing it's, yeah.
1: its and the homeless are actually moving. Uh, like in the West Valley, like far yeah. out in the West Valley.
0: Yeah, like up to Calabasas even. Like how do they?
1: Like how do you guys get over here? Yeah, you find they get bust around. They 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 maneuver. They find an area. They camp out, and that's just basically what's been going on. I, I, I'm am seeing it on the hills too. They'll find an area. It, I what they do is they find a outlet. They can find an outlet. Yeah. Um, where they can just plug in their light or whatever. They'll fix up their tent. They got a home, and so and there's outlets everywhere. And the closer you are to a home. Or an apartment complex, you can find an outlet out there somewhere. And they just tap into that, and then boom, they got their microwave. See, so. And
0: they got it better than me sometimes, because I can't find a goddamn outlet outside to plug in my lights. There you go. You know? See, that's, See I, got, like, yeah, I got the same problem. I just gotta move around.
1: I, I My, my mm-hmm. phone dies, I can't find yeah. an outlet, but they can find an outlet. Yeah.
0: <coughs>
1: <laughs> so.
0: I know. I'm like, we got into trying to solve the homeless problem here in LA. I'm like, I feel like we've talked about a lot and I know we have another podcast to do, so maybe we'll wrap up here. <laughs> yes. Um, back to the bright side of be- uh, yes. cancer. This, uh, is, yeah. this
1: is a very, well, this is a lot of- yeah. Again, the bright side of beating cancer is that I'm still here. Yeah. And uh, the most enjoyable part of it is that I got to develop material um, about my, my journey. Um, it never stopped me from enjoying what I love doing, and um, that is comedy and filmmaking and comic books, pretty much, and cartoons yeah. in a way. The important but stuff. The important stuff that, yeah. that keeps me thriving, and uh, yeah, life is really is more beautiful than people expect it to be. Um, everyone is a victim. Everyone wants to be a victim because they want the attention, and that's yeah. the sad part.
0: And I wish that that wasn't the case, uh, guys. Could we quit making being a victim the neat, the what gets you attention? Like, because to me, it's the survival that should get you attention, not yeah, the. Yeah, yeah the act itself because like, that, that's what's confusing to me. I'm like, wait, no. It's like the overcoming is what's exceptional. Yeah. Bad shit happens to people all the time. Yeah. Hmm. Agreed. Maybe.
1: Everyone wants to be a... Again, everyone just wants to be a victim. And that's just the saddest part. And so you go on social media in five minutes and you'll scroll. Someone's a bitch about something and they're just hoping that the world revolves around them and then they'll be taken care of and they're not going to take care of themselves and then they get pissed off. That's yeah. just how things work, I guess, so.
0: I don't get that.
1: Yeah. Life goes on, so. Yeah. No. That's why I see this. As.
0: as it does. Um, so, yeah, where can they keep up the conversation with you if they want to find you on social media? Uh,
1: they can follow me on Facebook. Uh, just look up Ryan Talmo, pretty much. Uh, R-Y-A-N, Talmo, T-A-L-M-O. Uh, also, um, I'm on Instagram and uh, look up... Uh, Type in Valley Jesus. That's mm-hmm. pretty much uh, where I'm found in there. Uh, there'll be People ask me, like, why Valley Jesus? Uh, before I was sick, I had very, very long hair uh, down to my shoulders and a beard uh, <laughs> down to my chest, pretty much. And um, I looked like Jesus. And, mm-hmm. I, of course, I represent the Valley. So I run a bunch of shows out there. And I was just nicknamed the Valley Jesus. I kind of branded off of that. And even though when I got sick, all my hair uh, was shaved off. And uh, people still call me the Valley Jesus. So mm-hmm. I kind of realized that it's more of a brand now than a character, which is actually kind of cool. Yeah. So, and um, yeah, those are the two places you find me. And um, those are places where you can find me doing comedy shows and whatnot. So.
0: Well, cool. All right. And since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. See you next Tuesday. Tired of nagging yourself to get a website for your artistic career already? Radportfolios.com creates affordable custom websites for artists. Use code BRIGHTSIDE. That's one word for half off your website startup. Radportfolios.com so you can get back to getting booked.